We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. You can't control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand a chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed. You're listening to Rampage Radio Podcast. What's good? What's good? This is J-Rob from Rampage Radio Podcast. We've been gone for about a year now, but uh, new year, 2019. Got a new show format for you. It's called Breakdown. He has been the same dude that you guys have seen every single day since he's I've been his teammate. Um, and I, I just, I'm so proud of him, everything he's done. And I, I, I was talking about earlier, uh, you know, there was a lot of you know, outside noise around him, obviously, but we felt confident with him inside the team. And, um, you know, it showed today. I think he looked like he always does today. And I tried to tell everyone he looks exactly the same and no one wanted to believe me. And I started him in fantasy this week, so he helped me out. And, um, I think I had Greg, too, so we had, we had a good day. The Rams had a good day. The Rams win on the road against a solid Carolina Panthers team. And the biggest concern for every Rams fan and fantasy fans alike is the health of Todd Gurley's dadgum knee. Listen, we know that Todd Gurley's knee is not what it was. Can we stop worrying about it? It's not what it was. It's not. But 
Todd has still proven that he can be very serviceable and a very effective top-tier bet running back. Leave the man alone. Leave him alone. Leave the Rams front office alone. Todd Gurley is still Todd Gurley with a knee issue. Let it keep going until it can't go anymore. That's what the Rams did this game. Limited his carries, gave him carries when they needed to, and he closed out the game to give us a victory on the road. All right? Can we put this to rest now? Can we stop talking about this over and over and over again? Thank you. The big news, obviously, is a win. A win is a win in the NFL. Sean McVay has said that time and time again on how important it is that you don't take any win for granted in the National Football League. And that proves to be no different in this situation. Total yardage, roughly the same. Almost 350 for both teams. Passing yards, they threw for 216 to our 183. Jared Goff was not as sharp as he has been. And that can be accredited to the preseason stuff that people might look into. But at the end of the day, man, it was live action. It is what it is. It's quote-unquote rust, which everyone has talked about. Rushing yards, 166 to 127 in favor of the Rams. Average yards per play, the Carolina Panthers had 5.4 to the Rams 4.8. And we beat them 30 to 27. Why did we beat them? Turnovers. Three to one. When you can win the turnover battle, you give yourself a good chance to win the football game. And not to mention the sacks. LA gave up one, Panthers gave up three. Big time momentum there. The offense. The Rams offense scored 30 points again. Jared Goff is running the offense the way he ran it last year. Sean McVay is probably giving him more range than we know of. Although he still has the earpiece and, and, and calling in plays and things of that nature because of the whiz kid that he is. But Goff is definitely developing more and more in this offense. And I think we'll continue to see that. We'll continue to see Goff make checks, make reads. And as long as he's accurate and protected, he's going to be a top five quarterback again this year. I mean, he is the leader of the offense. This is Jared Goff's team. This isn't Gurley. This isn't Cup. This is this Jared Goff's team. And that's why they gave him the contract extension that everybody should be excited about. Because Jared Goff does exactly what this team needs him to do. And sometimes more. We've seen him improve and improve when throwing on the run. Throwing the ball away. We've just seen him improve as time has continued to to go on here, and you should expect nothing less. I mean, the marriage between Goff and McVay is is something special, and it's something that the Rams haven't seen in quite a long time, and something you don't, quite frankly, see in the NFL all the time, outside of the Patriots and Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. But what we see right now, I mean, you got to be excited about. You got to think, all right, this team's going to win the division again, bearing injury. They're going to be able to take care of their home field. They're going to be able to win games on the road, i.e., starting out 1 0, and just do the things that they know how to do and do them well. Execute what you got to do. And to be frank, golf didn't exactly execute what he had to do this past Sunday. 
I mean, think about this. He wasn't as accurate. He did not throw the ball away on a crucial sack that he took early in the first half. But we still won the game. You can't expect as a fan for your team to be complete and have a complete performance week in and week out of a 16-game regular season and to win game after game after game. Because the other teams are good, too. They get paid, too. They also have very good players. The defensive front that the Panthers have, Kawan Short, Gerald McCoy, Don Terry Poe, Lawson, Keekley, Boston. These guys are very good players. And for Golf and Company, they they really had to battle. Note Boom and especially Brian Allen had to fight, man. And Note Boom was impressive. But Brian Allen, you know, he was pushed back into the pocket quite a few plays. He whiffed on a few plays, but he held his own. And for his first time starting, it was it was somewhat admirable. But there's definitely room for improvement. And anybody would tell you that. I think he would tell you that himself. But here is the ultimate difference. The guy is very smart and he needs to add muscle. But he's very smart. McVeigh and company like to draft smart, intangible players. Guys who can figure it out without having to tell them over and over and over again. And Brian Allen can do that. And what better way to learn than from a guy like Andrew Whitworth? Whitworth's the one that said that Allen was the smartest second-year player he's ever been around. If that doesn't speak volumes, I don't know what does. It's fair to critique these guys. That's our job as fans. We critique things. We make judgments. But let's give these guys a couple of weeks to gel and let's see them improve. Because that's ultimately what they're going to have to do if we're going to want to continue to win ball games. is improve. Improve. And that's something that the Rams did all last year. Remember this. Remember that the Rams offensive line for the past two seasons have been the only offensive unit in the entire NFL to start all 16 games. That is a rarity. That's not a commodity. That is a rarity in this day of the NFL. And the Rams have been able to do that. And that plays a big role in how the developmental process happens for the young guys. And Brian Allen is no different. I believe in Sean McVay and company. In Sneed and McVay, I trust. In the Rams front office, I trust. And you should too. Again, it's fair to question things. They're going to make mistakes. We're going to lose games. They're going to miss assignments. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, if they are consistent and they're being productive and they're learning from mistakes and they're not making the same ones over and over and over again, we have no beef as fans. No beef. The Patriots fans have no beef at the amount of championships that they have won over the past decade. But that's what makes this entire thing fun. As fans, you can dissect things. You can make your own assessments. You can make your own judgments on what player is better than who and what guy does this better than the other guy. And we just have to live with the decisions that the coaches make. And that's what makes it fun, especially right now as a Rams fan. The offensive line yesterday was not perfect. But you can't expect them to be perfect every game. 
Should we go back to the offensive lines and units that we've had over the past 10 years? Alex Barron? Jacob Bell? Jason Brown? I mean, guys, really? But now, this unit is better than we have seen. This past three years have been amazing as fans. And they did an alright job yesterday against a very good defensive front. Carolina's going to win a lot of games because of their defense and, of course, Christian McCaffrey, who does everything. And is arguably the best running back and the most elusive back in the game. But what I'm excited about and what I was pleased with yesterday is that we didn't see the amount of penalties that we have seen in the past from the offensive line. They're definitely way more disciplined than they have been. And that is largely due to McVay. The guy is all about excellence in the details. And doing your job, doing it the right way and executing at a high level. Control what you can control. See a little, see a lot. That's what the offensive line is going to be doing. All right. Position players. How are you not excited about Malcolm Brown? That guy, is there any other guy that you want behind Todd Gurley at this point? I mean, what, an Alfred Morris who just got released? An Adrian Peterson? No, man, give me Malcolm Brown. He has proven his worth to this team and to McVay time and time again. And it's so good to have him back run the football. And he is effective. And he runs downhill. He's going to be falling forward. So if something happens to Gurley, God forbid, we have Malcolm Brown. And we have yet to see Daryl Henderson. We've yet to see that guy. So the running back position is stacked. And we should be happy with where we are right now. The wide receivers, I mean, need I say more about Cooper Cup? Does anyone need to say anything about him? I mean, does he put to rest any worry that you've had in your mind about whether or not he was going to be fully healthy? I mean, my goodness gracious, having that guy on the field is such a relief for Jared Goff. And it just makes our offense that much more difficult to defend. Tyler Higby, dude, man came to play. Man got paid. Man came to play. The tight ends, they're going to be better this year. Believe it. And we weren't in 11 personnel all the time. And some of the inside misdirection handoffs to Woods and things like that. Yeah, a couple of them got blown up. One in particular by Brian Burns, the 16th overall pick by the Panthers, who read it like a book. But dude, the creativity is there, guys. This offense is going to be putting up a lot of points. Don't be surprised if they're in the top three again. I'm actually banking on it again, bearing injury. Come on. And they had their drops. I mean, guys made some some poor choices with how they received the football, which alluded to drops. It's week one. It is week one on the road in a hostile environment against Carolina. But you know what? The guys are blocking downfield. Run plays, opening up holes, opening up lanes. This team is not the Jeff Fisher team. This team is a very well-oiled machine. They pay attention to details. That is the common denominator. I've already said it this podcast, and that is truly the common denominator of the Rams. They pay attention to details. They do their job. 
They focus on what they can control and they do it at a high standard, a level of excellence that a lot of people in this world don't know what it takes. And this offense can explode on you in any given moment. Are we pass happy? Sure. But we can run the ball just as good or just as well for proper grammar. This offense can beat you in a number of different ways. And they have proven that time and time again. And they're going to continue to do that. I'm going to take a quick moment to recognize our sponsor, MyBookie. The NBA is back. Where else can a city this loud be this left on? And 30 feet is still in range. Where else is history? Still in the making. The NBA, only here. Season begins December 22nd on ABC, ESPN, TNT, and NBA TV. And you know who else is going to continue to improve, and I thoroughly believe this, is the defense. Jumping on that side of the ball. How did they do against Carolina? Take a step back. Look at the big picture. We got a couple of new additions. I'm not going to make excuses here. That's not what I'm here to do, is make excuses. I absolutely hate the soft, off-coverage zone calls. Absolutely hate them. I understand why they're in place at times. I get it. And dadgum, I am not anything close to Wade Phillips, nor do I want to be. And even if I wanted to, I wouldn't be able to compete with that. But the little dink and dunks when they get 10 yards here or there, throwing the ball to Christian McCaffrey in the backfield and he goes and scampers for 10 yards or more, that gets old. That gets old quick. And when that gets old, your defense gets tired. And when they get tired, they start giving up bigger plays. Don't need to elaborate, but that's just what it is. So I think the defense will improve. I'm not ready to say either way about the defensive tackle position. Focusing on the defensive line here. I'm not ready to say that Joseph Day is the answer. I'm not ready to say that he's not the answer. But he was serviceable. I saw him command double teams quite a few times, along with Aaron Donald. And, you know, the the defensive line got pressure. Were they gassed for some big runs? Yes, they were. Corey Littleton's not a big thumper. Bryce Hager's a little bit bigger, but his intangibles aren't like Corey's. But back to the defensive line, defensive tackle is going to be kind of interesting to see how that kind of pans out and shakes out. How much playing time is Greg Gaines going to get? How much playing time will Joseph Day get? Morgan Fox. Morgan Fox made a couple of big plays yesterday. Expect to see that increase as far as playing time goes. And I'm not saying that that's going to happen a lot. Like there's going to be a lot of plays that he's involved on. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is he played well enough to deserve more snaps. But let's see who takes over to D-tackle. They they need to get better against the run. This this defense has always been a bend but do not break type defense. And uh, you'd just like to see him be a little bit more sound against the run. But again, you got, you got to remember, Christian McCaffrey is Christian McCaffrey. And credit Carolina's offensive line. I mean, they, they did a pretty good job opening holes. And, you know, those guys, they do a good job. I mean, they're good offense. And our defense, you know, we're nitpicking. They got to get better against the run. Period. Put a period mark there. Got to get better against the run. That's kind of been our Achilles heel 
over the past few years is the run game. But the secondary, man, you got to be excited and you sure do hope that Eric Well returns because he's a big part of that secondary. And I listen, I liked LaMarcus Joyner. Don't get it twisted. I liked what he brought to the table. He played a lot bigger than his size. He played hard. He was athletic. But Eric Weddle is just brilliant back there. There's a reason why he's one of the best safeties in the league. And we need that guy. We don't need what happened to Keep Tlaib last year to happen to Eric Weddle when we lose him for four or five weeks or more. Eric Weddle's a crucial part of the defense. And it is paramount, in my opinion, that he plays. Another guy that you got to have, Clay Matthews. Man, that was a cheap sack he had, though, bro. Dude, listen, okay, maybe, but he made the play, didn't he? When he got in there, he made plays. He created pressure. He even dropped back and played zone. It's good to have a guy like that. I actually like the rotation of the outside linebackers. And Dante Fowler... Watch out, dude. Could be a blow-up here. May have to pay that man. He bet on himself. And it might have been the best decision he's ever made in his career. So you got to like what you see from the defense. You want to see him tighten up a little bit. You want to see him make the routine tackles and wrap up. Something that was hit or miss yesterday. But you got to also see this, too. That there was some blown assignments yesterday. Especially in the zone coverages, which kind of allude to the fact of why I don't really like the zone coverage. You got two guys who can play man really well in Tlaib and Peters and Nikhil Roby Coleman. So it's like, why not play more man? I, look, I'm not going to question things just for week one. All right. That's not what I'm going to do. I'm going to see it all unfold. I didn't like how we kind of let him back in the game. I can tell you that. I think that that's a game down the line here against like a team like Seattle. You're going to have to kind of put your foot down and shove it down their throat on defense and say, listen, you guys ain't going to have a fighting chance to come back and beat us. So I don't know, man. Like I'm not disappointed with how they played. I'm not ecstatic by any means, but I'm not disappointed. I mean, again, it's week one, and there's guys running around all over the place, some assignments being missed, some overthrows by Cam Newton, Jared Goff. I mean, it's week one, and I've said that so many times, but I truly believe that it's week one. (laughs) You can judge all you want. You have a right to do that. But let's kind of see how the defense unfolds. And the key is to peak at the right time, which in the playoffs last year, Our defense was ready. Don't peak too early. Don't get grooving too early. And I'm not saying that they shouldn't be consistent right now. I mean, we've had all training camp, OTAs, all that good stuff. That's not what I'm saying. But for them to be at the highest level they can play at, we don't want that necessarily right now for picking and choosing. All right? Let's just see what what it looks like. Because next week we play against the Saints... And dadgummit, dude, they could put up 40 on us. And then you're like, oh my gosh, this defense is in shambles. Well, hang on. That game could could end up being an outlier down the road. You don't know that. I don't know that. So let's just see what happens. Guys like Taylor Rapp may get more playing time. Well, if you look at what happened yesterday, he sure should. And he may, depending on what happens with Weddle. You got to be excited. This is at a time of excitement. 
Okay? I mean, we win. Special teams got to pick it up. I don't need to say much about the special teams, dude. We all know what our special teams, what they're capable of. We have two of the best in the business at punter and and then kicker. And dude, they let a punt get blocked. When's the last time we've seen that? When's the last time we saw that happen? It's been a quite a long time. Or a punt returned on us. All right? Special teams are going to be fine. We're going to be fine. I'm happy we won. We are 1-0 to this new, brand new season. It's an exciting time to be a Rams fan. Dude, on to week two. Let's get Weddle back. Let's see what happens. And this has been The Breakdown with Rampage Radio. Thank you for listening to Rampage Radio Podcast. You can't control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand the chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed. You can't control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand a chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.